Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, hey, angels. Welcome to episode 89 of the Freud's Angels podcast. Um, I'm excited to talk about what we're talking about today. As per usual, we just get rolling as we're talking and when we meet and we're like, that's a good idea. Let's talk about that. So um, I think this is a really important one for us personally, but also collectively, you know, there's going to be some good stuff that we all can take from this. So um, let's get into it. What are, what are we going to talk about today, Grace? Um, let's talk about caring what other people think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. I'd like to redact my, <laughs> my, my participation. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Cause it's even, even hearing it is like, oh yeah, well now you have to do it. <laughs> now you're talking about it. Here comes yeah. the ownership. <laughs> now you're committed. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So, Perfect. you know, I, I think in our lives, we look as children and here I go back to the child thing again. I know you all need <laughs> to go in there, but it's generally where it starts. This is where you know, we got our programming. We, we can't deny look, it. Nope. We look as a child to see how, how, our parents react to certain things we do. It's how we test them. It's how we begin to like really form our own identity. Yeah. But then when we feel we're not, they're not responding or like, this is where the whole approval thing shows up because if they're not like, oh yes, you're such a, wonderful child or oh yes if there's none of that type of general encouragement or affection there and they never really say how they feel or they never really react or they never really give you the support that you're looking for as a child you Mm -hmm. generally turn into this space of needing to care what others think in the world of you yeah because especially if if there's an abuse conversation, I feel it's exacerbated with, because you're so hyper aware of how that person is feeling or what's coming. Like you're, you're super Mm -hmm. hyper-focused on what, what's the person's mood. Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. begin to create a life around other people's moods. Yeah. And, you know, and you begin to care what others think because you're worried if they think negatively, they'll take your love away. They'll take, you know, they'll stop talking to you or they might harm you in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The conditioning of cause and effect as it relates to who you are and who other people are, you're right. It kind of gets tested against a bunch of different people, but the first people that it gets tested against and the, the people who put most of the programming in there are our parents. And then what everything else, everything else that comes in bounces off of that. 
So if a teacher comes in and gives you a different kind of affection, it bounces off of what you know to be true, which is your primary caregiver relationship. And it goes from there, right? Like of whether or not this is okay or not okay, or, um, it, it, you know, just kind of seeing it as that relationship of my cause, I am the cause, and what effect do I have on other people and the way that I talk and the way that I, you know, whatever. And like a whole mass of stuff can come from that, you know, naughty. And you don't even like the, I feel like the abuse situation creates one thing, (laughs) the like criticism conversation creates another thing, the like, um, you know, competitive conversation, you know, it's, but it all is that relationship of who am I in this world and what have I written that I have to be in this world in order to be accepted or in order to escape chaos or in order to, you know, get ahead, like whatever that conversation is, it's kind of like a big umbrella, but it all comes down to exactly what you just said. We have early programming that we don't access on purpose. It's now, you know, automatic. Yeah. And it's, and I, I think also the need for love, the need for acceptance, the need for feeling like you're adored or that you have somebody sees you as as a certain way or a certain type is definitely feeds that I feel mm-hmm. you know I I look for acceptance everywhere it's like if somebody will love me then they'll accept me right I'm okay mm-hmm. if they're loving me and you know what do I do you know what can I do to to make myself seem a certain type of way to gain acceptance and love from that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, I'm trying to avoid conflict on the regular. <laughs> so I'm trying to not make waves, trying to make people happy, trying to lots of the times distract, you know, um, from, from things that I know, because again, like that sensitivity comes in when we learn about danger and, and that kind of stuff, the sensitivity coming in of like, Ooh, I, I better become mediator right quick because it's going to be uncomfortable and I don't want to be uncomfortable. So, you know, different forms of people pleasing start to form and, and they stay that way because they're effective. People pleasing is very effective, for, <laughs> you know, in, in short bursts, very effective, but long-term doesn't provide what it is that we're actually looking for that validation that that's long lasting and internal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are challenged with seeking validation. Like we run our lives based on seeking that validation from others. So like the things that we do, the things that we wear, the things that we buy. I mean, I spent, gosh, years trying to live up to the Joneses and like, you know, and trying to be part of that. It's, you know, growing up, I lived in a very secluded area. I never really created my identity with friends. I never had friends, you know, I I just, it was my siblings, which they're forced friends. So really yeah, Yeah, not the same. (laughs) Yeah. Not the same. They, you know, it's, it's a kind of a situation where you're forced into, you know, you don't get a choice in the sense, but you know, I never had, I never knew socially how to create friendships. I never knew how to be like myself within a friendship. I always acquiesced to that person or to that group. 
I, I was a true Gemini, a true air sign. You know, I molded to whatever the group was in that moment rather than standing out and being strong-willed. Yeah. So there's many different ways people-pleasing can come and, and, and into your life or show up or, you know, and the biggest thing I want to say about it is, is that from an energetic standpoint, think about all of the times that you've worried about what others think and how you've acted based on that worry. Think about how much energy you're giving away to another person to control your life. You, every person that you've worked to please or, you know, done something because of how they feel or think is an energetic leak. It's an energetic tie you've created to that person expecting and hoping that you'll get the response that you get. But if you don't, it, it serves as a leak. It, mm-hmm. You're giving so much power. I know everybody talks about giving your power away, but this is how we do it. Yeah. Because if that person rejects you or doesn't say how beautiful you are or doesn't hold that space. And I, I want to say that it's not so much an expectation, but what it is, is you're wanting something And I guess it is an expectation. You're wanting a response, a certain response. And if you don't get it, how do you feel? You feel like shit. You Mm -hmm. feel like you go into a spiral of self-recrimination. You go into Mm -hmm. that spiral of self-flagellation. And then what? And Mm -hmm. then you've spent, what, an entire day, maybe a week on that one person's opinion. You've given that much energy up to them. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to remind you guys is you have to ask yourself, is that person worthy of that much time and energy? Yeah. Or really is it, you know, what, what's going to come of this? And I think that like, when I ask that question, um, and I learned that almost like as a, as a, like a tactic, um, in, in therapy of like, well, what are you trying to get at? You know, like, like aside from like focusing on all the different pieces, like what's the outcome that we're looking for here? And what am I getting from this? And it's kind of like, uh, you know, like when you have that, like, what, what am I getting from stewing about this all day? Pain, no answers, <laughs> like hopelessness, helplessness, because there's nothing I you can't do anything to number one, take the, the, the situation away. But most of the time we can't, we can't truly get from that person, what we're looking for once we already have it. Right. So thinking about that people pleasing conversation, if somebody rejects me and then I go back and use my, my stellar people pleasing skills <laughs> to rein them back in, I don't believe their response anyway. Cause now I already have that initial idea, that initial knowledge of what they think or feel. And it's, it was written and now I'm not going to, and, and you go into that circle. And when you ask yourself, <laughs> why am I doing this? The conversation is very different than, you know, with the conversation, if you don't pause and ask yourself why you're doing this. Um, and it really, I mean, it really can change the way that we operate and, and the, the effect that it has on our self-esteem and self-worth. Yep. 
like the whole reason why this came in, I feel like, like, as we were talking, I was like, I mean, this is a conversation we can have all the time anyway, like about multiple different things, but we were thinking, you know, we were talking about how even this podcast is that it's a platform where we give information, we give information um, that we know. And when we don't know, we let you know that we don't know, or we, you know, like, we're just very open about like, here's, here's some knowledge that we have. We're dropping it on you. Do with it what you want. Um, we'll let you know if it changes, you know, like it's very loose and fluid and, and, and we're comfortable. Like we're not ever like dropping off of here being like, Oh no, was that right? Like we're in it, we're feeling it, we're channeling it. There's a difference when you have an audience right in front of you. And we were having that conversation of like the validation that feels like it needs to be there when we have an extra stimulus to pay attention to. And, um, you know, like, I'm not going to give details of where that conversation was going, but it was kind of exciting because of the ideas that we had, it was kind of like, well, we already have a step up. We already learned how to give information without the validation that the information, you know, the, the immediate gratification of the response. It will, will it be a challenge? Absolutely. A challenge to look in the eyes of people. And, and, uh, you know, we know how, we know how life is. We'll always find that person who's disapproving. That's what our brain's looking for, especially as a people pleaser. <laughs> teaching you say, but teaching you not to step outside that, that zone that you've created, because that's what you're right. going to do. Seeking right. affirmation of its thought process. Right. And then we're going to find that person and be like focused on, well, that's the one that I'm going to convince now. But, you know, long story short being that, that, that brings to mind all of the other different ways that we require validation where we don't really need it. Do we need validation of doing our jobs correctly? If we're not the boss, of course, because we want to do our jobs correctly. That's a different kind of validation. That's very much not personal. It's skills-based and we all know our skills and our, our personalities are, you know, we, we should really kind of be separating them so that we're not attaching our worth places where it doesn't need to go. But, you know, the idea that we've become so dependent on the validation, um, on the conversations, on the correcting when somebody disagrees, right? Like feeling like we have to do something about that it's really getting a little out of control, you know? And I think that this is a a good conversation to be having because we, we, we need more people to sit with this. And understand what it's doing. I mean, yeah. When, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, let's, let's talk about from a business standpoint and not from a personal standpoint. If you're afraid of putting things you've created out there, how are you ever going to impact the world with your gift? Yeah. You, you can. Yeah. I, I, you know, I have had many past life regressions and one of the common ones that show up is me dying for what I was basically being burned as a witch <laughs> and But at the same time, you know, you could just be an herbalist or a person who knows about plants and, you know, but you're considered a witch because it's, you know, alchemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so when I started to become an entrepreneur and I started sharing my gifts, there was fear there. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't announce to my inner, except for my inner circle that, that, you know, I was, I'm an intuitive and that I do healings and readings and stuff. I didn't, people didn't know for a very long time because it isn't something that I wanted to share with the public in the sense, cause I was petrified, yeah. I was petrified of the reaction I was going to get. Yeah. And and if you think about it and, and this kind of the angels are showing me and they're drawing me parallels, this whole game change thing, like yeah. I didn't run out. I didn't go on Facebook until yesterday, the day before uh, to share that I had changed my name. And while I'm still waiting for the government to get, you know, to, to climb on board legally in the state of Washington, it is my name. And I, I was hesitant and I think I was hesitant because I was hesitant of the reaction that I was going to get. I personally know that there is power in the action that I took to change my name. I've seen it already. I've Mm -hmm. seen the shifting. I've seen the positive, but part of me was still, my brain was still afraid of the reaction of changing my name. And I was like, oh, okay. But at that, and then of course that makes me do the 180 and be like, fuck that. I'm going to just go live. You know, it's like right. when the realization hits of, of why you're not doing something, you're like, I don't know. We're just going to do it. Sorry, brain. It's going to be right. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause we learn to do that too. Like that taking those steps in, in realizing why it's happening. Right. So like once the, the, and this is something that, you know, people usually just learn by doing it is that once you've taken it apart a couple of times, sometimes it's the first time it doesn't quite gel, but once you've taken it apart a couple of times, you don't have to take it apart every time. Right. Like the pause will like, just make sense right away. Right. Like, so you can make that 180 right now. You don't have to have the conversation the every single time of I'm doing this because, and blah, blah, blah. Like you just know <laughs> you're aware you've been here before, you know, that the next thing to do is action, like take the opposite reaction of this fear, do it, do it right now. You yeah. know? Um, and you learn that so that you can, you can do some of this stuff, but it really is going through that. You know, where is, where is this coming from? Why is it like this? Why am I on, why am I afraid of my own power? What's the reaction I'm afraid of? What does that reaction mean to me? So that I can figure out how to detach from that meaning because the meaning is again, another part of programming. We learned that this means this. And then, so that this means this for the rest of my life until I go in there and say, there's other possible meanings. So at least if we can put doubt there, (laughs) we'll allow ourselves to look at all the different places where that doesn't exist. So if you think of the, 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 um, the example of talking to an audience, if I'm afraid because I'm, I I think that I need the external validation of what I'm giving because I don't believe in myself and I don't believe in the information that I'm giving, then I'm going to look for those people. Because that, that is going to validate my fear, yeah. right? I'm going to look for that. If I step up there 
and I know what's up, when I see somebody who's not validating me, I have a very different reaction, right? Because I feel like, oh, you just don't get it, right? <laughs> like you, you're not connecting to me. It's not, it's not my job to connect to you. You're not connecting to this information. You're not ready. You're whatever. It's bumping up against something that's uncomfortable for you. Like it's very easy to kind of dismiss that because my headspace is in a different place. I don't need the validation. The validation comes from within me. And um, it's a very different reaction to the exact same stimulus. Somebody who's giving you negative feedback, it's the exact stimulus, but your experience of it is the thing that changes. And it comes from this work of understanding, like, how much do I care what people think? And I can't, I can't say it enough that when you say, I don't care, it's not true. (laughs) It's not true. I don't care what people think. You absolutely do. Number one, because you wouldn't have to say that. If you did, if you didn't, you wouldn't feel the need to let people know that that is a protective measure. That is to let people, you know, to, to try to put some armor up ahead of time to let people know that. Absolutely. We all care what people think in one way or another. It's just a matter of what does it do to me? Like I, I do care what people think. I just don't take to heart the things that are negative as much anymore because I'm understanding that they're having an experience that is, is their experience. It's not an, it's not necessarily an experience of me that I need to internalize. Yeah. And if, and let's also think about the energetic side of it too, in a way that what we think about, we bring about. So the world Mm -hmm. is our mirror. Yeah. And if our brain's looking for validation that we're not worthy, we're not loved, we're not accepted, People will think we're ugly. People will think we're X, Y, Z, whatever belief that is in your mind is going to be reflected in the people that approach you. You're not going to really pay attention to the person that says, oh my God, that's fabulous. Or you're fabulous. You're going to continue to speak and sabotage until you find the person. One person is all it takes. You can have a hundred that tell you you're brilliant and amazing. And then you have one who tells you you suck, who do you think you're going to look at and take away you, yeah. that one person versus the hundreds? Because it is what you believe. Yep. Right? Like Wayne Dyer, I mean, he, he nailed it right on the head. Nobody can like hurt you without your permission. Yeah. And it's like the first time I heard it, I was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, and I, you know, I felt weird because I love him. But then I really thought about it and it was like, yeah. I mean, I get hurt when it rubs up against something that I believe. And when we're afraid of something, we're telling our brain to look out for it because we need to protect against it. Right. And whether or not your, your response is people pleasing, some people their you know, their fear response isn't people pleasing. That's just me. I'm just saying that that's what I do to like neutralize the situation. Cause I'm afraid of what might happen. Other people get aggressive and that's what they get. When fear comes, they'll become confrontational. What's your problem? Right. Because what all they did was scanned for the fear that exists in their brain to make sure that they could protect against it. Super simple. But once we like kind of lessen that fear and allow it to not like reach, like change the way that we feel and think about that fear, we observe it differently. 
we feel it differently. We act on it differently. So I still am going like, there, it's impossible for me to be a hundred percent free from like that fear, but being able to, like I said, look at it and go, what's that bumping up against? Let it go because you, you're safe. You're fine. That that's another, that that's separate from you. You don't have to manage that person's anything. You don't have to manage it at all. Right. Just do what you're doing. Because if you think about it, they're looking through their own lens of rejection mm-hmm. because they're, they're looking through their own lens of their own issues. Mm-hmm. And we say all the time, it's their reality. It may not be your reality. Mm-hmm. So when people have been hurt or something like Vanessa said, something you wear, something you say, something you do is triggered. Your reaction is not me. It's not because of what, in a sense, uh, who I am. It's mm-hmm. because something crossed that threshold of a memory, an experience, a thought, a feeling, an emotion. Mm-hmm. And now they're projecting that into your space. And when we can detach in a healthy way, we know that, you know, there's been many times in my lifetime that I've worn an outfit and I felt amazing. Yeah. And one person can say to me, why are you wearing that? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I used to go, oh, well, because I thought it was pretty or I thought it was, but now I'm like, because I wanted to. Yeah. And I'm like... I didn't tell them because I feel amazing in it because I'm not giving them more power yeah. to tell me that I'm not amazing. I just, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just closed the door because I wanted to, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. It's exhausting seeking validation. It's yeah. exhausting caring what other people think. If you thought, think about how, if you were able to understand your own brilliance and your own beauty and your own light, if you really believed in all of that, how much energy and time would come back to you, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you would become sovereign in your own energy. You'd be able to say, oh my gosh, I don't want to give my energy out to those people. What, you know, and, and maybe that's the next question we answer is, what do you do about it? Yeah. I mean, you end up being that kid before they lost that validation, right? That's what kids are. They're like, oh, that sucks. And they just walk away from it. They don't internalize it because they haven't learned yet. And they continue to be that light and they continue to bounce and they continue to be who they are until somebody tells them that who they are is wrong. Right. You know, that's who we become. And yeah, I mean, how, how, how to not to do that? is like the the conversation that sucks because it all depends on who you are and what your experience is and what your fear is. There are many different people out there that are going to say 10 steps to, you know, not caring what people think. And, and right away, like, I couldn't even get it out of my mouth. Cause I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, because it's not <laughs> right. Like 
not going to work. First of all, you are going to care what people think, because if you're looking for positive and you want to make an impact on the world, then you care what people think because you care about making the impact. So just stop. (laughs) But, you know, everybody's situation is different. I can have two people, like that fear response example that I just gave you. If your fear response if your validation, if you become invalidated, if your response is to become aggressive, you have to have a completely different treatment than somebody whose fear response is to fawn and become, you know, the peacemaker. You too can't do the same program to get through that validation because your root cause, your personality, your learned behaviors of what to do when you feel unsafe are obviously completely different. So we can't give you like the 10 easy steps, but we can tell you that you have to work on that. I, I can't give that to you. Nobody can sit down and tell you this is what you do because if it's not for you, you're going to fail at it. And then you're going to feel worse. It has to be a sit down conversation of why, why is this happening? What is this hitting up against? Where does the fear come from? So that I know what to do instead. So I can change behaviors so that I can change my belief system about what that fear actually is. What is the danger? Truth. And, and also, yeah. Do we have to go unpack it from where it came from? Yep, we do. We do. Because like, I know personally for me, it's, you know, I, I felt I needed to prove myself to my father and I wanted my parents to be proud of me. And so I sought validation in everything I did work, mm-hmm. especially, um, you know, physically I wanted validation, but I never sought it in other people. Cause I was afraid they'd react like my mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was very hard for me. Because I was teased for my looks. And so, you know, it's a dangerous place. So if, you know, people start talking about fashion and bodies and I just kind of retreat to the back because it's like, I know I'm going to be triggered somewhere. But, you know, we have to recognize how it was created in us, how it came to be that somebody else's besides ourselves, you know, somebody else's opinion is more important than ourselves like our own opinion, because, you know, why do we feel we're not qualified to, to make that decision? Like, you know, if you feel good and you think you look great, then that's all that matters. Like Mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Yeah. And even if you don't, right. I've gone to the grocery store in my pajamas. I know I'm not on high in high fashion, (laughs) right. But I've made the choice to go there because I'm not going to get dressed up at 10 o'clock because I forgot toilet paper, right? I'm going to show up that way. If I'm confronted by somebody who's like, it's like, I'm sorry that you're like that. That's so upsetting to you, I guess. I don't really know. I mean, good luck. I'm here for me. I'm here for toilet paper. I'm not here for a fashion show. So like, good luck with your reaction. I don't need to go any further because that person is, is, is one human who I'm, I don't need to have contact with. I don't need to impress. I don't need to attach my worth 
to their opinion, you know, uh, even if it's my boss, right? Like, even if, and I know that that people are like, what in the hell are you talking about? Like, even if my, I don't have a boss, I'm, I'm my boss, but even if it was my boss in the past, hi, I'm a mess at the grocery store. This is what I look like when I'm not at work because it's not appropriate for me to look like work when I'm at 10 o'clock at night, when I I experience me as a human, (laughs) if for some reason that makes you believe that my skill set is gone (laughs) because I wore my pajamas to the grocery store, you have just told me something very important about you and the connection I don't want to have with you. Yeah. I'm keeping the power within me instead of, Oh God, I have to make sure that just in case, just in case, just in case. No, that's all of that fear base. That's all of that trying to control everything because you're not solid within you so that you can manage your fears. And I think too, is that, you know, some of those belief systems stems from, you know, ancestral, like back in the fifties where you could leave your house without lipstick or makeup on, or that I, that I sense of like presence and appearance and New Jersey, you know, before I left it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We don't have to go that far back in some places like yeah. People go to the pool in full makeup in the places I was living in. And it was like, dang, like it's an expectation. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I think too, is that when we decide and take all the things that have been fed to us via media, via society, our parents, when we can take all of that. I think for me, that moment of awakening was, I guess, awakening or that aha moment for me was that I get to choose. Whereas before I felt like I was at the mercy of the influencing part, my parents, social media, the society, advertisers, I was at mercy to them. Mm And then when I figured out that I could create and define what I felt as being worthy, smart, beautiful, capable, all of that, when I figured that out, that I have the autonomy to do that, I was like, well, shit, I can create my own level of who and what I am. You know, I don't, because everybody's levels is different. We're mm-hmm. n- there's no ruler except for just do be a kind person. Like, yeah. I, I just, I think that's the only thing that the, 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 just be kind to yourself and others. That's the only yardstick that I would ever want to measure up against. Yeah. And I get to create all my other yardsticks. I get to create all my other belief systems by myself. And when I figure that out, I think that that created a lot of freedom in, for me, of recreating who I was and what I was, because we are created how our parents mold us, our effects and reactions to that process of being parented. That's kind of how we get into the world and who we become. And we're molded by these people who are doing the best job that they can do for sure. But at the same time, you know, maybe there's more to be done. Maybe there's something different to be done, Mm -hmm. but you do have the ability to say, I don't like that programming my parents 
learned me how to be. I, I'm, I think I want to change it. Mm-hmm. You have that power. That's Absolutely. when you take the, all that energy back and you take all that power back. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that your feelings don't get hurt when somebody says and te- teases you or makes fun of you. It doesn't mean that that's, that feels good. Mm-hmm. It just means that you react differently to it. Yeah. Rather than wanting to run and hide and not go out for recess in fear of being bullied. It's that choice of going out and being like, here I am, regardless of what you think, I still am allowed to take up space. Yeah. Well, because I'm, it comes from the internal feeling, which we're, we're kind of, um, again, like we've gotten away from it for many different reasons. There's many different reasons why, um, you know, our, our strength of person isn't, um, isn't there. And it's, you know, it's, it, it has been starting at an early age, just because of all of the different places that children are pulled into. They don't have the time and space to learn who they are and um, allow that self-validation to come in. Um, but, you know, like I won't lie and say that I've got it dialed in. Nobody's going to have it dialed in completely. And, you know, if you're listening right now and thinking like, oh, you know, I, I want to get to that point where, oh, I, I can do anything. Like, y'all can't see me right now, but I'm not trying to go outside like this, right? Like you can't see my bed head that, I mean, I look like Edward Scissorhands <laughs> right now as I'm doing this. And that does bump up against like reactionary stuff, you know, like the choice when I talk about that, that choice to go to the grocery store, it is a very, um, it's a, it's a very in the moment choice, but trust me when I tell you that there are certain things because I don't want reactions, you know, it's, it, it, it is always going to be something that we bump up against. It's just a matter of the depth of it when it comes to our worthiness, right? Like, um, I maybe don't want to manage people's behavior. And so I will change something just so that I don't have to manage the behavior, but it is not because of my worthiness. It's because of their inability, right? Like I'm in that moment being like, I don't want to deal with the bullshit. So if it's not going to make me uncomfortable, all right, I'll brush my hair, you know, like, or I'll put a ball cap on because I just don't want, I'm not into it today. I'm not into managing people's whatever, but it's a choice. It's a power. It's a, whatever. It's not easy. We're, we're living in a place where, and in a society where we've come so far from those days of like, you know, every, there wasn't makeup and there was, there was barely clothes and whatever, where none of this conversation had a, a, a place because we all were tribal and we just created the environment that we needed to survive. And that was all that freaking mattered. We're not in that anymore. <laughs> we're in a whole different matrix, but that doesn't mean that that feeling can't still be there. That understanding that, that worthiness existing within me without the validation, because worthiness only comes from evaluation. We can't have worth without something to bounce it off of right? Like that's where the word worth has come from. When something is worth amount of money, it's because it's in comparison to something else. When we think of our worth of skills, it's in comparison to something else. So we're always going to have something, but we want that worth conversation to come from us, right? Like I feel worthy. 
And if I want a different worthiness feeling, it comes, it's bouncing off of me. Who am I today? Who do I want to be three months from now? It's the only yardstick, right? That we really can be happy operating from. And it's not easy. And I don't want you to believe that we think it's easy. We're telling you that it's not, but you know, we, 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 if we're all doing it, if we're all taking these steps, we, we all change society. That's how it got this way. Yeah. Right. It got this way because people had ideas and other people fell in line with it. And then all of a sudden it was the way. So if we want to change that, then, you know, we can one person at a time. And and it's also going to help you just live a better life while you're here on the earth. Yep. On your terms, on your terms, because when we start handing that power over, it's like, there's too many people that influences us Mm -hmm. and we already have social media influencers. I don't need anybody else influencing my life. It's like, I already have enough. It's just positively. Yeah. Again, like we care what people think and we care what people present. I want positive influence. I'm going to make that choice. I'm going to make that mindset shift. Yes. So that that's what I'm allowing in. Yes. hundred percent. It's not easy, but it isn't because it's possible. We've been doing it for lifetimes. Yes. But start simple start just notice just notice just notice and write down the day the things that you do during the day that you seek others validation like step into the awareness of it yeah and then there's some that maybe you can just automatically are like oh no i don't need their opinion i know that this is i don't need to do this this isn't no there are some off the bat, you already know, oh, I didn't realize I was trying to seek validation for that. No, I got this one. There's going to be little tiny ones that you can easily shore up, which will give you more energy and more information of how to deal with maybe some of the bigger ones or the deeper rooted ones. Yeah. Um, but sure. it's hard because I, I care about what people think and feel, but I have to realize I have to be detached enough to say, um, to be able to handle somebody not liking or yeah. not believing into what I'm doing or how I'm looking, you know, we can care, but not own. Right. Like, okay, I care about it, but what you say doesn't influence my decisions. Yeah. I don't have to take it. I don't have right. to carry it. I don't have to throw it in my backpack. <laughs> I don't have to change my entire life for an opinion of one person. Right. Right. So unless, you know, to be honest, like, and then that the conversation a little bit can be had of like what constructive criticism can do for us. Yes. Um, we detach from the, the reactionary, um, hurt and allow ourselves to be honest. That conversation belongs here too. Sometimes people will react to you. It will rub up against something and you'll go, okay. Yeah. I didn't handle that. Right. Or, Okay. Yeah. My delivery wasn't great on that. Your reaction has taught me something and I'm, I'm able to detach from the hurt of it to allow it to better me. You know, that's going to happen. 
too. You know, it's not just a screw everybody who doesn't love me <laughs> conversation because <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that creates even more problems. It's re- and it, this is why it's not easy guys. This is why we have so much difficulty in the world <laughs> with how we feel people are trying to make it easy. And I'm sorry to tell you that it is not simple. It can be, if you open up to it, an easier process a shorter process. If you're open up, opening up and participating, absolutely it can be, but it is not like ABC next week. We're fine. <laughs> Just isn't. <laughs> so, no. yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's something that we manage. So again, like we, we started talking and it came up and, and we like to share this information with you guys because um, we're real people. And so are you. And just because we're the ones you're listening to on the podcast doesn't mean that we're, uh, just spewing stuff at you <laughs> because Even we feel important. Take tangent so far that we're like, how did we get here? What were we yeah. talking about originally? I don't remember. Where did we go? Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We have our smorgasbord, uh, <laughs> episodes out there. I, I mean, I, yeah, right. A buffet, a buffet of information. That's what we are. Um, <laughs> but we should start calling those ones, the ones that we were like hit record. We should just call them like the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, it's like it's, it's own series. <laughs> the Alice in Wonderland series. Yeah. Follow this rabbit hole. See where you end up. Right. You can follow us for like the whole time. You get a reward. Yeah. If you yeah. make the end, right? Um, <laughs> so, um, something I want to, I kind of want to pause here and I want to talk about and to do kind of a little bit of introduce the idea of an ad break. Um, I really feel that Vanessa and I have a lot to offer individually. And mm-hmm. I really feel that we, need to take our own space and charge in our own space and to begin to talk about some of the things that we do. Um, I'm going to challenge Vanessa on the fly because I don't know if she's prepared for it or not, but <laughs> the second you said it, I was like, oh, was that our homework? I think yes. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, let's just listen to Vanessa and share what she does and share what she has to offer and what, you know, why, why we want you to go talk to her. Okay. Well, uh, luckily for me, this on the fly is something that happens on a regular basis because people are always asking me questions. So, um, you know, the, the space that, that we all live in is not an easy space to be in. We know that I know that particularly, Um, And that creates lots of blind spots that creates a lot of difficulty. And to be honest, most of us are too busy to really do um, the research it takes in order to get to the healing that we need. So people like me exist. (laughs) So you can come to me and um, I can help you take that apart so that we can take the research a little bit easier. Um, You're not finding all of the, um, you know, the stuff that's not helpful. So how do I do that? I do that um, a couple different ways. I am a trained psychologist type person, you know, master's degree and all that kind of stuff worked in the therapy field, got all of that training. 
Um, and then on the opposite side of it, I have my natural abilities, my um, intuition, my ability to read energy, my ability to hear your words and hear the energy of your words, not just the, the sound of your words. And that creates a beautiful space where I can kind of lead you into those, those blind spots gently <laughs> most of the time. Sometimes we're, we're, we're dragging, but it provides the opportunity for you to know yourself and trust yourself. My main thing about what I do is not creating dependence. I want to create independence, to be honest, which sounds counterproductive when you're a business owner, right? Like most business owners want you to be dependent on their product. I do not. I want to teach you how to understand yourself. I want to teach you how to um, follow your own intuitive hits so that you can know that you're building your life based on you and not what somebody else is creating. Um, that doesn't mean you don't ever come back. Some people come back because they just need, you know, an extra booster, right? Like you would with anything else, but you know, it's a beautiful space. It's something that I love doing. It's something that I love, um, watching people, um, create for themselves. And, um, I know I was put on this earth to do it. So I think that, um, if there's anybody listening that feels like, Hey, that, that sounds awesome. I'm here. And the great news is that you don't have to be where I am and I don't have to be where you are. So you can access this through my website, vanessaperry.net. You can see me on um, Instagram, c.stars.psych. And you can also find me on Facebook um, at Vanessa Perry Intuitive Counselor. And, you know, just ask a question. We'll see where it goes be brave enough to ask that question and um, you'll start your journey right away. Thank you for that. And thank you guys for listening and sharing space with that energy. And thank you, Vanessa, for talking on the fly. (laughs) So we do best. Um, But so let's, let's, let's dial some things in and let's dial some things down. We're humans. Our natural inclination is to have tribal energy. We're meant to be communal people. We can't, it's hard to exist without interaction and connection to another human. It is natural for us in some ways to look to that person to see what they think about us and who we are. That can be an indication of I'm in the wrong tribe. I need to go check out the one next door. Maybe this is not the one for me. And that's okay. It's just indicative. But when there is something inherently lacking in the way that we were raised, not, and we're not here to blame. This is not a place to blame. Mm-hmm. This is a place to just have understanding and awareness around, oh, you know, my parents were really affectionate and I didn't really feel loved. And my mom, my dad never really was like, I love you. There was never a lot of nurturing. So I tend to seek love in the wrong places, or I tend to be forever seeking love. And that's an awareness of, oh, okay, this is why my pendulum or my my need for something or people pleasing or need for validation has swung really far to the one end. And I need to bring that back because 
do we not all need a little bit of love sometime? A little, does it not feel good for somebody to say that outfit looks amazing on you? Absolutely. I, I mean, like Vanessa may say she has bedhead, but I say her hair was gorgeous this morning. It was this gorgeous artistry, you know, just, just in wake. I loved it. I was like, wow, I wish my hair would do that. I know she's like, no, you don't, but I, I loved her hair this morning. I think it was magnificent, but we all need a little bit of that type of support sometimes because we can't live on our own Island and that's okay. It doesn't mean that we're seeking it and we're constantly needing to be fed and fed and fed and to fill our cup with it. Mm-hmm. But it feels good to yeah. hear it. There's it's an- not validation. It's appreciation. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that reframe. Um, but it, that's like in the middle is like, you're okay on your own. You're self-validating. That was one of the things in my early on in my journey that I had the hardest time doing was being self-validating. I used a lot of affirmations in order to get through that time. Mm -hmm. I used a lot of the, I approve of myself that that was like my mantra for years in the beginning was I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I approve of who I am or Mm -hmm. something of that nature. And I put the energy there because that's what I desperately wanted. Yeah. Now affirmations, you're like, yeah, they're just lies. You tell yourself no, but energy words, hold energy. Yeah. And if you sit in the space where you think you're a horrible human or that you don't do enough or you're not enough. And you keep telling that to yourself, sure as shit that you're going to be seeking validation from someone else. You're going to be seeking that from someone else because you're not saying it to yourself. Words have energy. Words have impact. That's why affirmations work. Now Mm -hmm. they don't always work for everybody because everybody doesn't put the same, they don't understand, or maybe that's not their way of learning. Yeah. Or maybe they're just following a list of affirmations, not creating their own. Right. That's I've done that too. I created me too of a list of affirmations that I was given. And I was like, okay, none of this is working because I don't feel really safe, but yeah. Yeah. Or it felt like just acting, (laughs) which is worse, right? Because you're saying something and then right afterwards, you're saying, I'm just doing this because I was told to do it. I don't believe it. Right. Worse. Yeah. Yep. Because you're rejecting the energy that's coming from the words. Yeah. You're not claiming it. When you can say, okay, what is it that I need to feel? I need to feel like I am my own ally. And Mm -hmm. so when I created those, that affirmation, I was like, I need to approve of me. I need to say, I need to love me. Now I couldn't step into that. I love myself because Mm -hmm. that was too, it felt too hard. It felt like that was fake, but I can approve of myself. That felt reachable. That felt like, oh, I can access that. And when I could do that, my vibrational energy in my body shifted. Mm-hmm. I began to learn and go through the process of being less and less critical. I mm-hmm. noticed more and more where I was critical of myself and started being like, oh girl. And every now and again, I will catch myself being like, like wanting to be mean to myself. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, that's not, we're not there anymore. We need to 
you know, where is that coming from? Lean into the reason why it's showing up, the trigger mm-hmm. that tripped it, because it may be a part of a route that I didn't eradicate yet. Yeah. So absolutely. we must try, we must start at a place. And that's where you decide what place do I start? Yeah. Do I start with affirmations? Or maybe I go to therapy, maybe I go see Vanessa and say, I'm not sure why I do this. Could you help me sort it out so that I know where to start or, you know, help me create a platform to start from, you know, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. because the more we can be released, the more that we can have freedom through that, the, the bigger chance we have to have success and to find success and to find validation from within and to find acceptance from within. I think that's why everybody who's on a journey of some sort ends up being in the spiritual path. Yeah. Is because they've, they've experienced a piece of love from the divine. Yeah. Because the divine accepts us as we are. All the Mm -hmm. teachings, all of the teachings speak to that. Yeah. That you are the perfect version of yourself at every moment. And yes, tomorrow you're going to be different because you learn new things and you learn something or you healed something, or maybe you learned something negative, or maybe you, you know, you're going to be a different version tomorrow, but all of it leads to being that perfect version of you in every moment. Yep. And when, when spirit sees you, it sees you as its own creation. Remember Wayne Dyer's favorite talk about the I am statement. I am Mm -hmm. that I am. Mm-hmm. is what is what god said to moses mm-hmm. when he asked you know i am that i am and that i am statements every time we use an i am statement we're saying we are that that god is this so if we're saying and i, I remember i'm like why am i going here because i heard <laughs> on one of his talks a couple of days ago i'm like because he used to say if you say to yourself, I am stupid, you're saying the God in me is stupid, that God is stupid. Mm-hmm. God is not stupid. Right. If you, if you, if you like really work and say, okay, what I am statement, can I connect to? Yeah. And for me in the end, for at first, like I would stick to, I am hope. Because to me, God is hope. It, it, Jesus, the G, Christ-like energy is hope to me. Like it's it's the hope for something different. I hoped to be different, to heal, to heal what was in my heart, all the programming, all the tapes, all the things I wanted to heal. I am mm-hmm. hope. That was a big, huge, huge mantra for me. And when I moved across country, it became I am love. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to love me and I wanted others to love them and, you know, to love themselves. Like that's a big thing. And that's, and I'm still kind of in that phase, but to me, it's, that's, you know, it's that universal love, like that spirit, love from spirit. Yeah. That just innate being good. Yeah. Like, I think what happens and and (laughs) to me, it was like, really odd to experience it because I did all this work and it was so painful. And I was like, Oh my God. And then when I hit like a good level, I was like, 
I don't have a word, you know, it was just kind of like, I'm good. You know, you just, I just felt ease and goodness and like, I didn't have to be anywhere or do anything. And, you know, a lot of those moments coming in just, it makes you understand the connection that we have with being on this earth and being just different kinds of, you know, balls of energy stuck together, right? Like the trees are balls of energy stuck together. Us as humans are balls of energy stuck together. You go watch a, a documentary on space, you realize how small we are in terms of the particles that exist. <laughs> and it can really just be like, I exist like a tree exists, truly. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm just like everything else that's around here. So I can just feel that. I can feel, you know, this sounds weird. Like I can feel like a tree, but a tree just is, I can feel that way. I can feel like I just am. Yep. It's a choice at this point. You know, once you hit that level, then you're like, oh, <laughs> right. Like there's a different kind of ownership now because now I felt it, but you crave it. You want more of it. You start to feel when that other you, that past version of you starts to come in, it feels like sandpaper. You're like, oh no, <laughs> like, I do not like this. I'm not going to do this, Yeah, you know? Um, and, and it truly happens, you know, because of your awareness. And that's what, you know, all the time we say this, that this is what we're trying to create within everybody is just awareness. When you start with awareness, curiosity comes in you know, or it has the ability to come in if you allow that to come in. And with curiosity is where all of this gets healed, just opening up to what else might be, right? If, if somebody doesn't approve of me, what else might be the reason why they're experiencing what they're experiencing? And you usually get two things in and you're like, I'm even bored. I don't really need to go into why they're experiencing it. I'm over it now. It's boring. (laughs) I now have the ability to know. I won't know. I have no way of knowing, especially if they don't know. Let it go. Let it go. Absolutely. And remember, if you are seeking validation in other spaces, if you are into that space and caring what others think, don't, don't attach this with shame. Don't, don't be like, oh, I do that. It's not a shame blame thing here. This is just a discovery. It's self-discovery. And we need to self-discover through the lens of compassion and understanding why and how we get there. That's why we talk about the roots of things is because there's been a process to get you to here. You didn't just show up in this way. You learned it. You were, mm-hmm. you were, you were programmed to show up here this way. And so we need to do some deep programming. We need to work out the bugs. We need to change the code. We need to fix it. You know, upload a new version. <laughs> yes. No. Absolutely. It's, and you can. Yeah. Will some things shift? Maybe. Will it become uncomfortable? Probably. But on the other side, you know, on the other side, truly, there's a reason why you hear everybody like, Grace said, once we hit that spiritual path, there's a reason why we want to talk about it <laughs> all the time. Cause we're like, Oh my God, please join us. Like, <laughs> we, 
we want the freedom and the healing that we've manifested and created in our own lives for others because yeah. we understand the freedom that comes with it. Yeah. Absolutely. And we want others to feel that freedom as well. Freedom isn't just about your rights and countries. It's about you and your internal freedom. And mm-hmm. who, who has you locked in a cage? Yeah. So anyways, we hope that we have given you a little bit of insight, a little bit of food for thought, and maybe the courage to step into your space of where do I seek others' validation? Mm-hmm. Do I care what others think? Why do I do that? And if you need either of us, whether it's Vanessa through her magical intuitive counseling and creating game plans and and, and processes, or whether you need just to feel a little bit lighter energetically, move some things along. Maybe some angels have some messages for you. Whatever it is you need, we are here to help you with that. And we encourage you to reach out to us and just feel empowered on your own journey. Yes. We will see you next episode. Take care. Have a great week ahead and we'll see you on the flip side. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast. I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you're worthy, and the world needs your light.